Welcome to season two of the Bigger Than You podcast, your go-to weekly podcast that blends energetics and mindset to help you do whatever it takes to bring your vision to life whilst having fun on the way. I'm Jenna Holloway, your host and multi-award winning intuitive hypnotherapist and mindset coach. My purpose is to help mission-led business owners and visionaries who want to inspire change by leading the way in a space that otherwise may feel unnerving and too difficult. This is Bigger Than You. Welcome back to the Beginning You podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I'd love to put a call out to you. If you're in a place in your business that feels stressful, anxiety inducing and uneasy, maybe you're worrying about where your next client is coming from or not feeling like you can relax and be present with your family because your brain is always switched on, but not in a good way, in a stressed way that just leaves you feeling like you're not safe in your business. Basically, if you desire to be feeling like an empowered, confident leader in your industry and you'd like a rock solid level of self-trust and a rock solid level of confidence in your ability to consistently and confidently attract aligned clients that are excited to invest in themselves to work with you, then DM me the word uplevel on Instagram or email me with the keyword uplevel if you're not on Instagram. Contact details can be found in the show notes. Hello, welcome back. And I am really excited to share with you our guest today, Susie Gray. Susie is a business mentor and leadership coach for quietly ambitious online experts who want to turn their years of experience into a body of work that gets them seen, heard and paid by the right people and grow their business on their terms in their own time. I am so excited about talking to you about that, Susie. Susie is also a mum, a foodie, a recovering lawyer, and lives a simple yet beautiful life on a marina. Welcome, Susie. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jenna. I'm really looking forward to chatting today. First question, purely for my interest only, whereabouts? What marina? This sounds amazing. Oh, marina. So I'm just outside of Cardiff in Wales. Mm-hmm about three miles outside of the city yeah on this little beautiful marina so I literally just look out over the boats every day and it's um amazing beautiful love that okay so Susie I've introduced you but could you tell us in your own words what brings you to how did you come to doing what you're doing today I love the fact that you said you are a recovering lawyer looking forward to hearing more yes yes so my whole life trajectory really was to become a lawyer when I think about my education and that whole yeah academic background that I have it was already setting me up to you know do the traditional thing and get a good job and for me that was to become a lawyer went to uni to study did my postgrad thing that I had to do after that qualified you know all the stuff and then I got to like the ripe old age of about 27 I think and no not even 27 it was earlier than that and um, I was much earlier than that. And I was like, this is not for me. This is not what I want to spend my whole life doing. And I think while I was young enough, I was actually more like, oh God, I think 24. I was like, I'm going to see what else is out there for me. And if it doesn't work out, I can always come back to this. Well, I'm young enough. I don't have too many responsibilities. And um, I somehow found my way to into an ad agency, kind of talked myself into a job that didn't exist. And that was my introduction to the creative world, really. And I remember thinking that I I get to go to work in jeans (laughs) and not, you know, a suit. This is so cool. And that was really where I discovered copywriting and stumbled across somebody who worked online 
And I just thought, what if I could pair these skills together and start my own business? This is very much the short story, but yeah, I was able to use writing skills in a much more creative way as opposed to first an academic and then a sort of, you know, very professional legal way. And that was the start of my business about almost eight years ago now, I think. And so, yeah, I started as a copywriter and then have moved more into business mentorship over time. Mm, I love that. And there's so many things I could pick up on, but what I would love to ask you, because so many of us start our own business having had a career where we need to be a certain way. So I imagine in in the lawyer world, you have to be a certain way. Same as, you know, I come from background in teaching. So what have you had to unlearn from then to make you who you are in your business today? And how have you done that? Mm. I find this so fascinating because I think it was like reflecting on a question like that is what makes me realize that I was never really meant for that professional world because I wasn't the type to conform to presenteeism, for example. So that's a typical thing with lawyers is they just work very long hours, not always necessarily because they need to, but because it just seems to be expected. And they think that in order to be perceived well by their bosses, they need to show that they are willing to work way beyond finish time, if you can call it that, because they're going to be looked upon favorably. I was never prepared to do that because to me, that's one of my own boundaries that I would be breaking. You know, why should I have to show up at a workplace on life time if I don't really, really need to be there? And of course, there are times when we have to work work more or later and that's okay to a point. But when it's all the time, every day, you have to question, is it a you issue or is it an industry issue? And I think it's Mm. an industry issue. So it was, I think, less for me about unlearning and more renegotiating where I fit in the world of work, if you like. I love that so much. Okay. So what have you brought from your experience as a lawyer that's made you that's sort of complemented your work today or brought something to the work that you do today? Mm, I think a really important skill of a lawyer is clear communication. And a lot of the time that's written, some of the time it's it's verbal. But I did a lot because I was a solicitor, which in the UK means you're doing a lot of the behind the scenes kind of stuff. You're not the one standing up in court. And So being able to really articulate your point in a concise, clear way that people who don't necessarily know the law, but can then understand what your recommendations are for moving forwards, that's probably a key skill. And it was, I suppose, recognizing that and how I could use that skill in a different way that has really, really served me in my business, because it doesn't matter what business you're running, whether you're a writer or not. You have to have the skill of clear communication to be able to, you know, share offers and let people know why they should choose you and really express the value that you provide through your services and your programs. So that's probably the biggest skill that I have transferred. It's just very different how I use it. (laughs) Amazing. And what is it about the work that you do? And well, what is it? Like share with us. I think I know, but obviously I want to hear from you. How do you help? your clients? Yeah. So I always find this question so difficult. And 
it relates to the point I just said about clear communication, because sometimes putting ourselves into a few sentences is really, really challenging. And I find it, even as someone who helps with messaging, really challenging to do for myself. So the core of it now as a business mentor, I will help people who already have businesses, they're they're established, they have clients, they're working with clients, but they don't necessarily love the way that they are working with them. They want more simplicity in their business model, which then can provide more spaciousness in their lives and really help build the business and the life they want for themselves rather than the one they think that they should have, which is probably a whole other conversation that we could have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what do you find like the big shifts that they have and they experience with you? So on that kind of like, I don't want to say energetic level, because I'm certainly no professional in, in energetics, but it might just help to separate it from the really strategic side of things. I help people with something that I call the success trifecta. So it's being, saying, and doing. So who do you want to be in the world? That's really the identity piece. What do you want to say in the world? That's like the self-expression voice piece. And then how do you really want to do all that? And that's the action piece. So if you consider that like the context for the work I do, at a more strategic level, I then help them with that business model and bringing some simplicity to how they want to work with people. And does that really sustain your business in the way you want it to and give you the space that you want to have in your life? Then the methods, so how do you really position yourself in an elevated way in your industry? Having a, a unique method can really, really help you do that. Then messaging, obviously, how we articulate the work that we do with the right people. And then marketing, how what are the, the channels and the activities that you do to actually get your work in front of people? So those are the more strategic areas that I then support people with. Mm-hmm. I love that because it is so aligned. It kind of backs up all the things that I teach as well. I was literally just talking about it with a client this morning where we talked about the next level version of you. And we talked about it in detail. I asked her to visualize what would her dream business look like? And we really broke it down. And I asked her, how would this feel? And imagine this is your life. What would you therefore be doing differently because you have more time? And then every conversation we have before hypnosis is really powerful because the brain then works on that and really embeds that as the fact that we've talked about it, you've visualized it. Well, the brain doesn't know the difference between real imagination. It's already done. So subconscious use is going to be working towards that. But it's exactly what you were talking about in the sense that what would you be doing differently? How would you be thinking differently? What things would you be saying differently if you already had the next level version of your business? If your dreams were your reality right now, who would you be being? And starting to work towards being that now is the way we bring it into reality because we have to go first. We have to start showing up first so that we get that back. Like we're a vibrational being, aren't we? The things that we are doing, thinking and saying carry a vibration and we're only going to get the experiences back if we reflect out the vibration that we want to attract back. I don't know if that's in line with the kind of like your way of seeing things or not, but essentially it's my version of what you've just taught in your program and it's be the next level version of yourself now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't teach it because I certainly don't have the experience you do on that, the mindset and the subconscious level. But yes, that's absolutely right. And I, I do think an important piece is to also recognize 
the like brilliance in the person that you already are. I think sometimes we put so much focus or almost anxiety on like being somebody else and being that next level version of us that we kind of forget that we're already amazing as we are. Mm. We've already created everything we currently have based on everything you've just described, but we sort of forget that or we don't really recognize the huge value in that. I think a lot of people don't really congratulate themselves for having got here. And so I think that's an important piece of the work I do anyway, is helping people recognize that who you are already being is amazing. And like, let's start from there, as opposed to you're not currently good enough and Mm. you've got to change in order to become a better person in order to get the things that you want. Yeah. So, so important. Totally, totally agree. And do you help your clients to give themselves permission to be more them? Like own who you are. It's great. Like there's nobody else like you. And so when you give yourself permission to just be yourself and know and feel that you are always good enough, regardless of whether you've made mistakes or whatever. Like I miss it all the time and it's okay. Like I'm just being like, no one's perfect. No one expects you to be any different. It's the pressure that we put on ourselves to, you know, be a curated version of ourselves. It's just so unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's, I think the state of the online world almost is that we are seeing curated versions and we assume that's the full truth a lot of the time. And mm. that's who we are comparing ourselves to. And it's it's just an impossible standard. We are all human. There are things going on in all of our lives that we don't ever have to show up with online, but that we forget when we see other people. So I think curation is fine um, and it's a part of branding, but it it's never the whole story. And so you can absolutely, you can show as much of yourself as you want to, to your people. You can be as you as you want to be. But I think a lot of people don't really know who they are. And that's, that's one of the challenges with, you know, being, having a personal brand or being the face of your business is, you know, who am I? And doing the work Mm. to really, to really discover yourself and do that kind of unlearning that you mentioned at the, at the start. There's so much of that that is, in learning who you are, there's so much unlearning that you have to do first. So if you find it, if you find like people who say, just be yourself and you're like, I don't know how, like that's normal. <laughs> I just want to mm. remind you that that is normal. You're not yeah. alone if you feel that way. And it's so, so normal to just feel like when you start your business, you've got a magnifying glass up to all the issues that were there before, but you never noticed them. Suddenly they just feel magnified, don't they? And it's just, it is such an opportunity. I love to use the word opportunity and frame this in a positive, empowering light because having your own business is just the most wonderful opportunity to of personal development than I think that you can ever have because it just shows up where your areas to work on yourself are, you know, whether we're talking about boundaries or being triggered, all the stuff, there's so much that has to go on behind the scenes in order for you to stand in your leadership and create the success, your version of success and feel good and content in the moment rather than striving, striving, striving for something and never feeling good enough. And actually, like you said earlier, congratulating yourself and recognizing your success and your progress and celebrating yourself every single day. All of that is a learning journey that 
like what I first personally had no idea was that was going to be a part of it when no. I started my own business walked in with my eyes a wide shut <laughs> I mean that thing <laughs> yeah. I don't know but like absolutely yeah. had no idea and I've embraced the personal development opportunities every step of the way and you know never ever thought I'd be working with business owners but here we are and here is what I'm doing and it's just because I've embraced every single opportunity to grow and it's just the most wonderful experience well not necessarily experience because growth is hard right but Mm -hmm. the most wonderful opportunity and what it feels like once you've done that growth whatever that looks like for you don't shy away from it because yes it's hard in the moment but what's the out the other side is incredible Mm, yeah I absolutely agree I had no idea (laughs) what kind of journey I was going to go on when I started my business but I describe it as like the biggest self-development journey that I have ever been on there's I'm a different person now when I think of who I was eight odd years ago or even longer when I was working a lot I'm a completely different person now and like a much much better one I think because Mm. of having a business the growth like you say it's not easy and it can be really uncomfortable but it's absolutely worth it and I think that I contribute it to the strengths that I have now for sure Yeah, definitely. And Susie, you have a 14-month-old son, right? I do, yes. He's the best. So (laughs) I'd love to ask you, because you touched on simplicity being one of your things, I'd love to ask you some tips or like to share something. As a mum and a business owner, how do you bring simplicity to the forefront and create the success why else being a busy mum too? Mm. Well, I think like anything, it starts with a decision. You have to decide that you really want your life to look a certain way and your business to look a certain way first. And I have always valued simplicity. I think it's quite, uh, it's just the sort of default setting for me is to look at things the simplest way to try to find that path of least resistance to getting somewhere And so that applies to life and business and always has. But obviously it then became magnified. Like, how am I going to do these things that I want to do when I'm a mum? And especially before I became a mum, I had no idea what it was actually going to be like to be a mum. So you can prepare as best you can, but you never really know how it's going to happen. So I think I also have to acknowledge that, you know, I have the privilege of being able to hire support. I don't necessarily have family nearby, but We have childcare for 20 odd hours a week, which allows me to then have the space in the business. But I had to really think about what sort of a business model would support me in being the kind of mum that I wanted to be. Because something I talk about is work-life balance versus work-life presence. So a lot of people think of, you know, the balance of, you know, just being a mum, being a business owner, kind kind of doing all the things at the same time. And I really, I wanted to be present in whatever I was doing, like as fully present as possible. So, you know, when Alfie is in childcare, I want to be fully present on the business or if I have household stuff to do, or if it's, you know, I'm taking some time for me, I want to be fully focused on that. And of course, you know, looking at pictures of him on my phone from time to time. <laughs> but then when he's here, I don't want to be thinking, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And kind of trying to send emails while he's with me. I want to be fully present with him. So I needed to have a business model that would support me in that. And I think it's a very individual thing. You know, people will want 
I call it having a lifestyle-led business. So how Mm -hmm. do you want your life to look? You've got to know that first, and that's going to be individual for everyone, and then build the business around that. So it's only once you know, okay, I've got this many hours, or my energetic capacity is best at these times, and I want to go on holidays this year, or I want to take every Friday off, like whatever it might be, whether you have kids or not, it's deciding that first, and then thinking, what is the business model that's going to support me to do that? Rather than thinking, you know, this, I want to hit this income goal this year. And this is the business model that's going to get me there. And then thinking, oh, but I like my life is pushed to the edges now. And I'm kind of stuck in it. I just reverse engineer the process, I suppose. But it's, it's yeah, very, very individual to everyone what that business model will look like. I love that. Just really encourages you to get very intentional about all your decisions. And I've just intuitively done that anyway in the way that I've grown my mm. business. But I think a lot of our values are aligned. It's like being present. Mm. Same with me. Like I love my work days. I'm fully present in my work days. And then when my girls come home, work is done. I'm fully with them. Yeah. And yeah, it's brilliant. What's your why? Oh, that's a good one. I think it's changed now since becoming a mum, and it's probably evolved over time. But when I started, it was that classic, I just want freedom and flexibility basically in my life and I want to be doing work that lights me up that feeds my creativity and that is really helping people and I can see I can see that it's helping people I'm helping them help their people it just you know it was that kind of why and then over the years and and obviously since becoming a mum there's still that internal why of I want to support my family and I want to give him a great life that's not without challenge and and I certainly don't want to just give him everything he wants but I want to be able to provide him with the most you know supportive environment and be able to just on a Wednesday which is our day together go off into nature and just have little adventures together that is so much of my personal why now and then that kind of external why if you like has shifted over time because I've I've recognized that so many women especially don't really have the courage or the confidence to use their voice in the way they really want to and say the things they really want to say and I want to help them it's not about finding their voice they have their voice it's about helping them use it and shape it and sharpen their points of view and show up in the way that they really want to in the world. And I have to be be able to do that myself to a, to a certain extent. But I would love to see more, particularly women, having the courage and the confidence to use their voice and to develop that voice in the way that is going to support them in the work that they have to do. I love that. And actually, I'd love to share how it became that you're on this podcast today because I follow you on Facebook and I just started to notice like everything that you were saying like, not even massively detailed posts you just put like one-liners out there and they were literal mic drop moments and every time <laughs> I found myself like loving it and after about the fifth time of putting the heart reaction like yes Susie so many people just fluff around and don't say what's really on their heart and it's very very clear that you always do and I just messaged you and I was like love your post you just speak so much truth and then it dropped in for me intuitively like get her on the podcast and I was like do you want to come on Susie (laughs) so yeah it's very clear and evident that you are leading the way in that so yeah just wanted to reflect that back 
And next question for you, just a couple more. How are you different now to a year ago? How have you evolved as a person, maybe in your business or maybe not? Just reflect a little bit. How have you evolved? Mm. Yeah, so that like is naturally going to be all tied in with becoming a mum because that's just whole wild ride. And I mean, (laughs) there's so much, but I would like to think I've grown in emotional resilience anyway over the past few years but it's just a different way that I've had to grow with with having a baby it's you know he's my boss now (laughs) and his needs come first and I've previously been you know very much like my needs come first and not many people relate to that I understand that that a lot of people find it very difficult to put their own needs first and it's always about somebody else but I actually found it quite easy to put my needs first but obviously when you become a mum that just automatically changes and your whole world becomes this tiny being and so I suppose what is different is I have had to navigate putting his needs first without sacrificing my own it's not an either or so Mm. it was important for me to build childcare gradually into my life just so that I had some time to have like Susie as an identity and relearning what that looked like as a mum and as a business owner because that you know the business hasn't gone away the business still has to run so it's been learning that sort of beautiful blend of identities and how they work as one and separately too and and so yeah there's so much of me that is the same but I'm also completely different and um, have grown in in so many ways since having him just over a year ago yeah brilliant and what is next? And you can interpret this however you want to. What's next for you? How would you like to grow? What would you like to experience over the next year? Like, yeah, if you were to set an intention, if you're happy to yeah. share. <laughs> yeah, of course. So this kind of relates back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of simplicity and really building the business around the life you want to have. And as a mum, I decided that, you know, now that my not just my hours were more limited in terms of work, but also my energy, my mental capacity, like all of that is much more limited compared to before. (laughs) So I've had to think, you know, what kind of business is going to thrive and be accepting of that reality. So my focus really is on growing the group that I've got, which encompasses so much of everything that we've talked about today. And I would love to have more people in that that share the philosophies and values and want to use their voice in ways to change the world even if it's just in a tiny way you don't have to be doing these big grand things to change the world I would love to work with more people in there and be doing the same myself so what does using my voice look like this year I haven't told anybody this yet but I am going to start writing my book this year which feels kind of strange to say but yeah that's the next thing for me like the big big thing for me I don't know how it's going to happen but I know it'll happen so yeah that's the focus and just staying true to yeah what's an integrity for me and following the nudges following the curiosity and seeing what happens I'm very open to what happens I have dreams and I have plans but they're not rigid they're not you know super going into the future I work very fluidly some people hate that some people love it it works for me so yeah it should be a good year 
So good. I just want to pick up on the fact that I, something you said, oh yeah, write a book, but I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know it will. And that's so, so good. It's exactly what I teach. Mm. Like, you know that you've got something in you that you can create and you don't need to know the bigger picture. You just need to know the next step each time. And then you mentioned intuition as well. So do you use that in your business? Do you follow your intuitive nudges? Absolutely. My whole life, you know, I'm not a lawyer anymore because I had some intuitive nudge that said, yeah. I'm not sure that this is for you. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's absolutely a compass for me. And you don't even need to be able to explain it. It's just, I think, about trusting it, learning that it is there to serve you, even if it doesn't mm. feel like it. And yeah. um, trusting it is actually what's going to bring you closer to what you're really meant to be doing and what you really want to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom, Susie. So you mentioned earlier about how you kind of, you came across a few of my posts and you felt connected to them and and all of that. I just want to say that that is not the kind of thing that I just have always had. And it's not the kind of thing that I was able to do overnight. It was like saying what you want to say and showing up as an authority, if you like, is a muscle. And Mm, I was... I did not write the same kinds of things a few years ago, if I ever wrote anything at all. And the sorts of things that I write have evolved so much. I've changed. I've changed my mind. I've learned so much. And so like what you might see on my Facebook page is not the full story. So it's okay if you don't currently feel like you're using your voice in the way you want to. That's okay. It's just about starting and with where you're at. And it's a muscle that will grow the more you use it. You know, that that's exactly yes. what we do when we're in the gym. And it's just the same with your voice. So I just wanted to say that in case people kind of see other people's writings and think, well, I don't have the courage to say that. You don't need the courage to say that. You just need the courage to say what's on your heart today that you think is going to help just one person. And then all you need is the courage and the confidence will come from the doing. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. It's like getting outside of your comfort zone and the edge of your content. Oh, how to explain it? It's like you don't want to trigger your nervous system by writing something that is so out there. But you do mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, do you find that you're posting? You're like, oh, that's brave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. Oh, yes, I do. But yeah. it's on my heart. And yeah. like exactly like you say, I have grown that muscle to be more confident in what I'm sharing. And like you say, it's not an overnight thing. It's a gradual thing. But you have to be willing to get a little bit uncomfortable in order for that muscle to grow. But it's always about sharing your truth, isn't it? Speaking your truth. What is on your heart and following that? Absolutely. Yeah, there are always growth edges. Like wherever you're at, whoever you are. That's what I was looking for. Growth edge. <laughs> Yeah. And um, I love the way you've described that because one of the things I talk about, because so many people say you have to get out of your comfort zone, like for anything good to happen, get out of your comfort zone. And I'm someone who's like, I love my comfort zone. Thank you. I really like being comfortable, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything. So rather than thinking I've got to get out of my comfort zone and go do something really, really uncomfortable, I say like, go to the edges of your comfort zone into the courage zone and do Mm. something from there. And like you say, it doesn't have to be something that really triggers your nervous system. That's not the point. But it does have to be something that feels a little bit like, oh, you know, this isn't the most comfortable thing, but I'm comfortable enough to do it. And it's that tiny thing that will then, you know, compound and help you do things that you'll look back in a year and be like, oh my goodness, 
Like, yeah. look at the stuff I'm saying now. Look at the way I'm showing up now. And it's just a result of like the tiny little bits of courage that every time you do it, you get more of it. Yeah. And you expand and therefore your opportunities expand and everything expands. Yeah. yeah. You decide, isn't it? It's your intention. You're creating your reality with all of the things that you're choosing to do. So yes, be empowered people. <laughs> Susie, where can people come and find you? So if you want to see most of my writing, that is on my Facebook profile. I'm Susie Gray. It's just my personal profile. And then I'm also on Instagram where I will show up on stories from time to time and show more of my kind of behind the scenes life. And I'm Susie Gray on that. Amazing. We will put links to find Susie in the show notes. If you've resonated with anything I've shared today, I would love to continue the conversation if you want to come over and just pop me a DM, let me know where you found me. And yeah, we can just have a natter. (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you so much, Susie. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thanks so much for having me, Jenna. You're welcome. See you next week, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Bigger Than You podcast. If you found it valuable, please forward it to others who you think might benefit from listening and be sure to subscribe to get the new episodes when they release. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a rating or a review as it really helps the show to grow. You can find me on LinkedIn, Jenna Holloway, or on TikTok and Instagram. And my handle is at I am Jenna Holloway. And you can find links to whatever we cover in the show notes. Thank you for listening and see you next time.